Hey everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Dog, your competitive correspondent. Kicker buddy, how have you been doing tonight? Dude, I am doing great. Look, I got a haircut. It's it's battle ready. It's battle ready for the holidays. Yeah, it's tactical, tactical haircut for, for the holidays. Um, I, yeah, whatever. I just like my short you, hair. Wait, Guys, I didn't yeah. even know that you, I don't think your hair actually grows. I've never seen your hair long. I, I okay. So true story. Uh, I used to have very long hair, I, and I, the the full mutton chops and everything. This is back when I was a radio DJ. It was it was another life, long, long, long time ago. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> many moons ago. Guys, thank you for tuning in. If you're listening to us, please consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You get to see the visual elements. You get to be part of chat, and apparently this week you get to see it snow thanks to Seth. Seth, I what is going on here? On I don't that, understand. Folks. What is happening? This is technology at its finest. It's snowing the- here in our virtual set today. <laughs> Yet, Seth and I both live in parts of the country that never see Yeah, probably. Snow. If, if it was actually snowing for Kicker and I, we'd be like, guys, we don't have internet. I might have <laughs> yeah. power. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Entire city shuts down yeah. if there's like yeah. just a little bit of sleet. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 guys, I, I, I'm happy to see you guys. Chat, love to see you as always. Nikki D is sadly not with us this week. Uh, he had a little, I guess, accident day, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, do, we, do we talk about Can we talk about that? I just say that? we're wishing him his best. Uh, uh, and uh, he'll be back with us when he's ready and able, folks. Look at us, us battle-scarred guys. I got vasectomy number two. That's a whole other story for another day. <laughs> I know Seth is, you know, go, go. Oh, geez. <laughs> Sorry, oh, this is too funny. Um, but anyway, we have survived, and we are here to tell you that we, we've got a good episode. But first, before the episode, I want to talk about my hobby progress. Seth, yes. can, you, can you bring in what I've been doing here? We can so not only have- ah yes there <laughs> oh, we go. Look at that, there we go that is a big ass night that's big ass at night number two these are from my son those are the the castigator knights did I say it right did yes I say it right? yes yeah castigator so I got one with the flamethrower one with the gatling gun and I got the spear shield guy coming in as my third one that will be my project over the holidays I, I really don't play knights I don't even really like knights but my son does and you know that's what you do for your kids um yep. so so yeah working working on my knights but besides doing a little bit of hobby project uh hobby progress there i have been working basically non-stop for the lvo so if i sound a bit tired it's because i haven't slept in about three to four weeks at this point so i'm a bit a, a bit fried but seth i know that you are keeping the spirit strong you're going to <laughs> tournaments you're painting armies yeah, you're representing, yeah you you're, didn't see my yeah. hobby progress did you bud <laughs> um yeah I, uh, so i wasn't around last week um I, I I've been kind of in a not I'm gonna say a hobby funk, but just like this part of the hobby where like most of my armies are semi complete. There's like odds and ends, and I don't have an event coming up anytime soon that I really need to paint anything. So I I kind of lost some painting motivation. But um, my hound oh, dog is asking, was no, Seth is not playing an LVO. That's yeah, so yeah. so he has a big event. He's just not yeah. Playing. I have a big event. I'm doing other things for that event that are not playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I, you know, I didn't have hoppy progress, but I did have my, my hound dog on the couch the other night looking very judgmental at me. Um, oh, yeah. so when I had to do the community post this week, I was like, I messed up and he's judging me. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on some stuff <laughs> maybe with the uh, holiday break here over the weekend, I'll get a few more models done. But, uh, that was, that was my hobby progress was time on the couch with my dog, watching some TV, playing some cyberpunk, all that fun stuff. That is no, that is time well spent. What is the, the hound dog's name? Just for those oh, that Axel. don't know. That's Axel, right? Axel, you know, yep. they're not. He's a foxhound. He's a foxhound. With, with well, a busted uh, face, so his tongue kind of droops like that. It's always sticking <laughs> out, like forever, since we've had him as a pup. Well, 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 guys, we will be talking all about the year as a whole, some predictions for 2024. But let's first talk about industry news and what's happening right now. Uh, let's start off with what's going on with GW. Looks like they're bringing back Warhammer Heroes. There were rumors that they killed off the Warhammer Hero program. Uh, Warhammer Hero. Look at that. They even got fancy new artwork. Uh, it is a it is a thing. I'm proud to say that I believe one of our frontline gaming judges has been a, a famous mm-hmm. Warhammer yeah. hero. That'd be Jason Horn out of Oklahoma. Yep. So, so it's kind of cool. It's a program where we're or GW, you know, honors people from the community who yep. who've done quite a bit to grow the uh, the hobby as a whole. Uh, yeah, you know, so Seth, you, they actually you know? talked about it in their article, and it didn't really click to me until they talked about it in their article. But it's been uh, like a four year hiatus; like they haven't done anyone since uh, a, a Warhammer Heroes selection since twenty twenty. Um, so it's been a few years. So, 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 so why do you think? That, well, I mean, I I'm curious. Know. I mean, I legitimately don't know. I, I mean, you know, you could always say that the year of 2020 was, you know, the community was significantly less active with COVID, but 
I, I don't know. I don't know why they kind of put it on the back burner. I'm glad they brought it back because it's nice for the company to, in my mind, acknowledge a lot of these community leaders that are that are putting in a lot of their own time and effort to make this hobby and this community what we enjoy. Um, yeah. There are lots I mean, of other the LVO and most there. frontline gaming events yeah. don't exist without community members yeah. stepping up to run the respective game system, whether it's Age of Sigmar, 40K, MCP, Legion, you know, uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Like those are all just community leaders coming up there. We, we provide the terrain and the mats and and carry the overhead of renting the space. Um, but it's really community leaders that make large events happen as well as just create. As, as a whole i mean there's guys that create leagues in there i know socal's got a really impressive league there's guys that run entire teams look, look at Stephen corrales of xpz yep. that has got a team of like 100 guys now you know so so there's yeah, guys that leaders. get on air every week for several <laughs> years and talk to the community about what's happening with the community i mean i'm not saying you should nominate anyone here nominate seth and i no, for you know nominate seth. i'm just saying nominate some of seth. us are do a lot for the community it, guys in chat, seriously, nominate Seth. Let's get him a hero there. Let's let's make that happen. Let's let's make that happen. Uh, what else? Is all right. Let's also talk about Kill Team Salvation. This is the new season of Kill Team. This is featuring striking scorpions. You know those Eldar yep. sneaky guys. You, you, you know them. You love them. And the scouts, Space Marine scouts, are finally getting updated. It is going to be one of those things where you can only get the new fancy scouts in this box set for a game system. You, you might not play, but this is kind of cool because it's literally just the striking scorpions, the scouts, and then a few little pieces of terrain, yep. and then the um, the rule book. So it's not like one of those giant kill team sets. That's more of an investment. It's a little bit of a investment light. Uh, beautiful models. You oh, know, yeah. everyone likes striking scorpions. They're cool. It's nice that they're getting a, a new model refresh. And of course, the scouts. I mean, so many bits on the on those sprues there. Have you seen? Seen those uh have you seen the photos we've got oh, some yeah. photos right there yeah, yeah if you're Kicker's, watching you can Kicker's see some all photos. about these i'm sure he's already converting them to feudal ogren <laughs> possibly possibly no these these uh these i think will keep them in their pure form they're 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 beautiful models um seth i know that you don't play kill team much but i am excited to see this new season i like that kill team's doing that you know each season is kind of just you know distinct you had the orc train set yeah. you had the into the dark set which is like room to room fighting and now you have this weird you know i guess fighting on platforms over water vibe going on here so so, so it is fun uh Speaking of new stuff, we want to talk about the Fang of I'm just going to say it Nohalamia. I don't know. It sounds like it's an Italian word. No, am I right? No, no, okay. That, that there we go. That sounds that good too. Ridiculously good looking model is what it is. That's what I'm going to call <laughs> it. It is ridiculously. Seth, describe the model, please. Uh, you know, just it's, it's it, gorgeous. So it's it's, it's for their um their Soul Blight uh Grave Lords range, which is sort of their their vampire esque range so it's a very kind of uh, a, a kind of tall lanky woman um in some kind of pitted golden armor like the armor looks like it definitely has seen some some wear over the years yeah. and she's like got a nice big old spear and then on her base is just a massive snake yeah like just a massive <laughs> it's like she's snake. surfing on the snake i know i love it it's such a cool model yeah, so it's such i've a cool already model. seen like drukari guys being like so i'm um, gonna convert that into something yeah, of course, right? Totally, totally, totally. So we've got this uh, very cool model. We don't know the release yet for this one, but obviously, you know, usually when these things are first previewed like this, we've got, you know, anywhere between six months and three months before we get to see the yeah. model. It's cool. uh, I, I, I'm, I, they always have great models for AOS. They always do. Yeah. We always say that, but yeah, totally good, good stuff. Uh, okay, so Seth, I I know you saw this. Everyone saw it. It was posted on Warhammer Community. But but did it, did it, did you read the article about that that little thing called Amazon and Henry yeah. Cavill? Yeah, so actually, I saw rumors for like a week or two before that somehow the contract had been messed okay. up. Okay, so you saw the rumors. Yeah. Okay, so explain the rumors. I, I uh, the you explain rumors the rumors. Was something ridiculous. Like it was like. I can't remember the exact details, but it was effectively- that basically they, GW screwed up and that the deal has been broken and now we're never going to get Amazon it, to not so much. Yeah. The deal was broken was what I heard, but it, the deal was basically like they would make no money off the IP. Yeah. Like Amazon would keep all the money, um, yeah. which if and anyone knows anything GW about to basically say we're not or, or TV, like anytime you as a, a film producer are bringing in an external IP, you're, you're paying for that. You're not, they don't yeah. give that to you. You have to. Yeah. And so the, the rumor, and this is what we're focusing on. The rumor was that basically the arrangement between GW and Amazon was not uh, beneficial for GW and that GW was not going to get it rewarded for Amazon using their IP in their product, which would probably be a series uh, to air on Amazon. So that was the rumor. Um, and rumors like that can be really, really, uh, unfun for a publicly traded company that tries to look good and you know to the shareholders all the time which gw is yeah. so 
recently, as I think it was yesterday, the day before, there was this little hype piece, and I'm going to call it a hype piece. It was very simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked if you read the article because it was kind yeah. of like a, a joke. The article was comically short. It didn't really provide any information. It, it, it should basically, no, folks, we signed the paperwork. It's all good. Yeah, so that's what it said. So it yeah. said there's, the the deal is still on. It's good. Amazon's going to be releasing something and, and with on G to O, you know, using Warhammer as their property. Now, uh, my theory, and this is just a theory, guys, is not like insider information or anything. But I have a slight background into the whole world of PR and stuff, just because of my wow. previous history. Um, guys, I don't think that there was any real reason for this particular uh, article to come out. Announcement. There wasn't like was we signed this actor. We've determined exactly. what property we're going to do. It, there was no new news in it, really. It was, it was purely a PR play by GW to counter the rumors. Yeah. So the rumors I hopefully are completely, totally full, fake. But GW, being a publicly traded company, trying to stay, you know, positive and stuff, yeah, I mean, counter that and obviously squished those rumors because now the rumors are gone and everyone's like, okay, everything's fine. And that's exactly the point of the piece like that. I was kind of like, man, there's nothing really concrete in this. I wanted to get dates. I wanted to get kind of maybe the the the, the genre or the topic of the yeah, content. Like, but basically it's like, oh, it's still happening. Which, yeah, hey, and, and the article would would make more sense of, as not being a PR piece if it was like, hey guys, we've decided we're going to do the Eisenhorn storyline, and you're exactly. like, oh, yeah. okay, yes, yeah. you're giving me more information, or they're like, hey, stay tuned next month, we're going to have the first sneak peek trailer or something, you know, where they're yeah. like, hey, we have a thing that's changing, and and but this was really just kind of them reiterating the last set of facts they'd already given us. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. You know, it, I I kind of am really, and this is purely selfish, purely for my own good here. I really want to know what the theme of this GW, you know, series is going to be. This Warhammer series is going to be because I would put okay. a lot of money on it. Maybe that, we that, can put that in our next segment. Ooh, I like it. I like it on our next segment. Yes, yeah. Because if we know what that uh, topic is going to be, whether it's Eisenhorn or maybe Imperial Guard or Space Marines, I would put a lot of money on that. Suddenly, that particular range is going to get a huge you know, influx of new models that are going to go with it. Because, of course, people are oh, going yeah. to want to buy stuff well, that's on They've done the same TV. thing with their books. Or they'll, they'll, yes. they'll take a character from the book series yep. that they've they've written recently and they'll bring it in and make it a, a Black Library model. Didn't they just announce today there's a Bretonian book that's coming out, mm-hmm. an old world Bretonian book. And guess what? Model range is, is on the horizon because we know old world is happening. Yep. It's starting off with two key factions and one of those is a Bretonian. So, yeah, very, very cool. Um, let's jump into FLG news. Uh, oh, no. Should we talk about oh, – uh, do we have anything from pre-orders? Am I missing yeah, anything? Yeah, so pre-orders this week. Kill yeah. Team Salvation's up. The the terrain go. set that goes with it, the beta decima. Uh, yeah. is up uh if you're into underworlds death gorge is up for pre-order and then, those are the orcs right the death gorge are the orc guys yeah, they're the, the orc guys the the kind of more lanky auric looking ones yeah. not the, the yeah, swamp orcs yeah, um, yeah yeah and then if you are a tyranid player and you missed out on some of the character models like the neurothrope uh or the neuro tyrant from the uh leviathan box set they Screamer have killer now for pre-order as separate items as well yeah which is nice. Like that's a pretty fast turnaround, yeah. Seth, for them to go from launch box to now. Yeah, six months. So it's not terrible. And yeah. now you can get all those models one on one, which is great. Yeah, so neural gaunts, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. totally. totally. Thank awesome. you, GW, for that. Because I know a lot of people just want to get, you know, just a few sets, not the whole yeah. uh, the whole big uh, box set there. So let's talk about FLG news. We're going to kind of go through this very quickly, but it is important, guys. The LVO, <laughs> what uh, Seth and I and basically everyone at Frontline Gaming has been focused on nonstop. Uh, this is the largest event ever. It is massive. Uh, 40K is massive. Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar, I'm just going to say 414 players uh, right now. Yeah, that's that's a 50% increase from from last year. So it's 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 big, guys. Yeah. It's big. Uh, obviously, this is the largest Age of Sigmar event ever. And, and we're talking about the Age of Sigmar champs, the 40K champs. But we have a massive narrative there for both Age of Sigmar and 40K. The the friendly at 40K is bigger than most you know most tournaments mm. <laughs> that anyone would ever even attend. Uh, we have the largest MCP tournament. We MCP is right around 200 players. Legion is around 200 as well. X Wing Armada, uh, a Song of Ice and Fire is got Simon going to be a Simon the manufacturer. That game's on site there, and they've got a very large tournament. We even got BattleTech. So mm. there's a lot happening there. Uh, packets though are starting to be live. So I know the 40K packet is live. I believe yeah. the Age of Sigmar packet was just added as well. So go to the ticket page. Of of our web cart and you'll see a little link right to the packet for your respective game system yeah. and make sure you always take a chance to, to read packets even if they feel like you've read them a dozen times it's always good to check your packets and read through in case there's any little weird thing that you didn't know you can always ask the the respective uh judges and tos that are identified in those packets any questions in advance because you don't want to get surprised when you get there and have a bad time yeah and also seth on that same note model conversions model proxies yep. anything like All that, that 
all that's covered in the packet and how to get it formally approved so that if your opponent has any questions, you can say, no, it's formally approved. Check it out here. Uh, Cherokee, guys, that rune block is not only sold, over, sold out once, it's actually sold out a second time. So <laughs> Cherokee's on fire. We did just oh, yeah. add rooms this afternoon. So if you've been trying to get a room at the Cherokee Open, this is taking place in February in North Carolina. Yeah, get your yep. room. Uh, Seth, you're going to be joining me there, right? We're going to hang gonna out. Be there. Uh, I'm bringing my wife this year again, like 30 in a row. I'm bringing her. Um, Can we go get yeah. squid again? Can we go get squid up in the mountains? We're of... not getting squid in the mountains. <laughs> no. Do not, I repeat, do not go get the squid in Cherokee, North Carolina. Um, but I, what I was going to say is I know a few other guys that are bringing their spouses. So, you know, it, this is a very nice venue, it's a nice resort. Um, my wife, uh, was talking about the other night why she likes it. It's because like you're in a, a, a very nice casino. So you have all of that. You have the good restaurants, you have the shopping, you have the spa, all that. But as soon as you step out of it, you can be in nature. If you want to take a 45 minute drive up the road to one of the small towns and go, you know, art store shopping, whatever. Antiquing. You know, there's, there's, Is that antiquing. there's lots of that kind of stuff to do in the area. So um, always worth checking out. So this is um, definitely one that I know a lot of the, the Southeastern locals and I that drive in, we, we tend to bring our spouses cause it doesn't count as a us trip or exactly. like as a me trip. It's exactly. an us trip. Whoa. Uh, oh, so so uh, Cherokee said Rocky Mountain Open went live last week. I, should, I didn't even talk about it. Yep. Rocky Mountain Open in Colorado taking place in March. That is live. That's going to be 40K Age of Sigmar. Uh, and that answers your question, Eric. When is the one that's live? Right now. Go, go, go. Right now. It, it went live last week. Now, Rocky Mountain Open was the fastest event mm -hmm. to ever sell out for us. Uh, it was a new event. We were blown away. There was just a lot of local Colorado people that knew that event was going live that day and bought those tickets. That event... Um, I haven't checked actually since we went live. I should probably see where we're at. Uh, I, I do know that it's uh, it's 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 going to be a very definitely going over to the store page right now. Yeah, go right now. It, 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 yeah, right. So so we what we did is we did add in another hall. It's at a at a really cool fairgrounds. So we have more space this year, and we're bringing in Shatterpoint. Yes, we're bringing in cool. Shatterpoint and Marvel Crisis Protocol. So so it is kind of cool to see Rocky Mountain Open growing. But we've increased both the 40k Age of Sigmar and Legion in terms of the number of players we'll allow in for this year, as well as bringing in two more game systems, and. Champions Cup, guys. This is that big team event we're doing all the way in September of next year. I think we've got three spots left. I think two or three spots left. That is going to be a 64-person uh, team uh, event. Of Each team will have eight people. Mm -hmm. We've got teams from Canada. And I don't know if, uh, if everybody, Dorian's in chat. He Dorian just is got looking here bring, minutes ago. He just got here. Dorian, he's in chat. He should hopefully be bringing in a team from Mexico. This will be, uh, I believe the team is Dr. Seuss in collaboration with some other team in the region. So we're going to have... Canadians, uh, people from Mexico. We're going to have uh, people from East Coast, West Coast, all over. It's going to be a really fun event. And like I said, 64-person theme. You can do the math. That will be the largest eight-person team event to have ever taken place. Uh, so very, very excited about that. All right. Now, I finally have gotten to the Rocky Mountain Open Champs tickets. Yeah. Still <laughs> there's available. still a few left there's i think still there's available. still a few left i was like we did have seven pages of tickets for me to scroll through to find them but I found yeah them available. sorry 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 there's a lot of yeah um oh i think the rocky mountain open dice though are sold or i, I think they're almost sold. i check i did check those out uh because we only release a few sets to, to, to pre-order but anyway let's focus on something that we, we were just talking about dice and this is something that we announced last week that i'm so freaking excited about seth mm -hmm. i think you might have heard about these achievement yep. dice did, yeah. did you hear okay yeah i saw them so you, you know, Seth, were you ever a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout or anything like that? I was an Eagle Scout, sir. You were an Eagle Scout. Okay, I didn't. Okay, I I am not worthy. I I was like I never made it. I was like a wee below. All right, so so bear with me. I never made it to Eagle Scout territory. But maybe you play video games and you lock yeah. achievements. Yeah. Basically, same thing as getting a merit badge of being a scout or locking achievements at frontline gaming events and starting at LVO. You, you will be able to get really sweet dice for doing certain achievements. Do we have the little graphic here? We kind of have I five. I did, sorry, I didn't get that. One. I added it in. Did you? I didn't. Yeah, hey, look at me. I'm on top of things, man. Look at this. I'm, I, I, you know, I was mostly oh, you put it out like crazy. Order. I was opening uh, up a pomegranate, and, you know. That. There we go. Okay, yeah, no worries. All right, but we have the achievement dice here, which there'll be five to start off with, and so these are for all game systems, uh, and they're not limited to one person gets an achievement dice. It, you could have twenty people accomplish the same achievement yeah. at an event, um, and like I said, they're for all game systems. We're starting off with with, with five. We're going to hopefully add some based off of what the community wants. We've got a really cool one called Indomitable, mm -hmm. which means you lose every single one of your rounds, but you don't quit because there's a lot of people that you know they lose two, three rounds, like okay, I'm leaving, screw it. 
if you stick around it all the way to the end, you're going to get one of these sexy dice. Now, these dice are made uh, just for us. They're beautifully custom, Wait really high-quality dice from Baron of Dice. These things are matte black yeah, with a Baron, nice gold Baron of Dice is very good quality. But I just realized yeah, something, is, Kicker. Yeah, shoot. So the the person these dice go to that the indomitable dice are someone that plays yeah. all the rounds and loses but they get the dice yeah yeah if i'm zero and five in yeah. the final round of the lvo champs i might try to lose to get the dice <laughs> so then what if you have two guys that are trying to out lose to each other so one of them gets the dice i mean you know what i'll allow it <laughs> I mean, I guess the judges. So these are all done at the judge's discretion. So each game system has their own judges and will have their own, uh, for lack of a better word, criteria for what accomplishes that achievement at their event uh, playing that game system. So it might slightly change. But uh, yeah, man, I'm it all for it. Let, let people yes, do have to check in with the judges. Yeah, go check out the chest. But um, we also have one for uh, the young gun dice. If you're under the age of 18, yep. you're going to get one of these really sweet dice. So they are super quality dice done just for us in uh, in collaboration with Baron of Dice. We're really, really excited. Uh, I'm really curious to see what you think, Seth. You'll be seeing them at LVO. We'll have them at Cherokee. We'll have them at Rocky Mountain Open and basically every event for 2024. We need to get a and we'd like to for Cherokee so I can be under 18. Yeah, all right. yeah, you could you could do it. You can totally do it, dude. You could go for the uh, I forgot the 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 formal name. It's the I think the good sport dice or whatever. Good it's like human, good, good human. That's the good human die. Yeah, right. Yeah, you go, for that one. go for that one. Or or the fluff. So we have the fluff bunny one. So if you have a really lore focused or a thematic arm, or if you come in cosplay, you get one of these as well. So uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, oh, and the best. Yeah, we have the, the painted dice. So if you make like the hobby showcase, you get yeah, one of these. Oh, that's so. Cool. A lot of cool stuff. Uh, Seth, it's time for nerd news. I'm going to let you start off what's going on in the in, in the world of pop culture. What's happening on yeah, that? Yeah, so there's been some some kind of crazy news out of out of Marvel. Um, now, Kicker, I'm sure you've seen some of the Marvel movies over the years. Yes. Yeah, I've seen a few. All yeah. right. So, guess who's my favorite Marvel character? Just wild guess. Captain America. <sighs> I mean, no, because I'm like the shield. Like he needs something more aggressive. I don't know. Rocket, the little, the raccoon dude. Rocket, well, Rocket and Tree, the group. Okay, but like who it. likes to run the most? Ah, uh, geez, the Flash. I mean, so my son and I. That, like, that is DC, sir. <laughs> oh shoot, you're right. Sorry, my son and I. My son plays Batman, and I play the yeah. Flash, and we're besties. And anyway, that's the game we play. Right anyway. Now, so. So they've been building their their big next villain, their next Thanos level villain is Kang the Conqueror, which is played by Jonathan Myers, uh, who was just found guilty this week of some domestic abuse charges. Oh, um, and so Disney can't have that as part, and I don't blame them. They can't have that as part of their you know image. So they've already announced that they're they're stepping away, and Jonathan Majors will not be portraying the role of Kang the Conqueror. But that means they've had to shift some of their movies around and their release schedule. So there's only one Marvel movie coming out all of next year. That's insane. And that's, that's insane. Deadpool number three. Yeah. But that's insane. Like so, MCU's been on fire. So yeah. Well, and for last, if you go back and look last four or five years, they've been putting three, four or five movies out a year and now they're down to one. And so I'm, I, I have to ask the question kicker. Is this the beginning of the end of the MCU? Uh, I mean, listen, and, and this is not didn't do well critically or financially. Yeah. They're down to one movie for 2024. I, I, I'm going to I mean, like, I am not a diehard comic fan, whether it's Marvel or DC. I, I really am not. So I might not be the, the person to, to respond to this question. But I just I mean, as an outsider, as somebody that casually enjoys the movies, I'm like, it's getting kind of dull. Like, it's kind of like, OK, another superhero, another one, another one. I'm getting getting kind of bored with it. So, I mean, maybe the, the casuals like me are just not buying in and that's really hurting their ability to to grow. What about you, Seth? I mean, do you think it's the beginning of the end for MCU? Or? I think it's certainly become like the end of an edition of 40K where there's there's content bloat. Like yeah. in order for me to go watch a movie, I have to go watch two or three series and a couple other movies to understand everything that uh, goes into what I'm about to see on screen. So it's definitely yeah. gotten to the point where if you're a newer fan of the series that hasn't kept up, it is it is definitely not an easily approachable thing anymore. Um, and I'll be honest, I, w I watched everything for a while, and, and probably for the last two or three years, I've just kind of picked and choose what I wanted. And even then, it's still like, oh, yeah, I, I guess I have to go back and watch WandaVision before I can go watch Doctor Strange. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, I mean, it wasn't bad, but also like that wasn't I didn't go watch WandaVision because I was like, man, I'm so excited for WandaVision. It was like, oh, I need to watch this. You're doing your before. Yeah. yeah, your prep work. Yeah. Well, chat, tell us what you think. Seth will be reading your comments. I'm going to talk about something that's not new. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's very old, actually. Old, yes. Very old, but it's amazing. It's it's Band of Brothers, guys. 
Band of Brothers, that HBO miniseries, 10 episodes that came out a long time ago, produced by Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Um, that's on Netflix, uh, as well as Pacific. And so I'm watching Band of Brothers, and, and my wife, who's not into like action movies or, or war movies, is both of us are watching it and loving it. I've already seen it many, many times. Uh, it's one of the few DVD series I still have, because yeah, DVDs, right? <laughs> I still have my Band of Brothers. Anyway, so we're watching Band of Brothers, loving it. Uh, next up is Pacific. Now, I think this is, you know, Netflix is prepping all this because they're releasing, I believe it's called The Airmen, which will be coming out soon, which will be, you know, the air battles of World War II. Okay. So we've got, you know, the Pacific, we got the... European front and then hopefully the air front. So very, very cool. Just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, guys, there's quality stuff that, you know, it's 10, maybe 15 years old. It's still really, really, really good and very entertaining. Uh, so, so don't jump, uh, don't, 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 you know, if you're you not excited have to about the new, the new content, there's always some good old content. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Seth. That was perfectly stated. Uh, but then again, there is always new stuff that's exciting. And we're going to talk about the new Dune trailer. I don't know if you saw it. It looks amazing. I'm even more excited than it was. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't like need to show many more trailers for Dune. I'm going to go watch Dune. Part you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it. Okay. So, like, you can All right. Show well, more trailers. I'm still just cool. I'm going to go watch it. The new Dune trailer is definitely like, you know, if you're, you're, you're taking a crap and you just want to watch something, just watch some Dunes. All right. I'll so put it's, that on my to-do list for tomorrow morning <laughs> after my coffee. That's when you watch your trailers, man. All right. Uh, moving along. I happened to come across this trailer. I have no idea why. I was watching this trailer. It looked like for some really cool, you know, computer animated battle. And it turns out it was the opening credit scene to StarCraft, the video game. I thought it was 40K watching this. I'm like, oh, look, it's Space Marines. Yes, and kicker, because that was mm, – there's a long story there, bud. I know, I know. So, 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 like, like, let's not go down a, a crazy rabbit hole. But I didn't realize that the similarities were that profound. That space, uh, space, uh, Warhammer and StarCraft, like, seemed that like I, I legitimately thought I was watching something because for Warhammer. The, at least the the rumor always was in the community that originally StarCraft was made in originally as a IP port of 40K. Wow. And then wow. Well, GW and Blizzard didn't like the deal. It broke apart, yeah. and so they were just like reskin our stuff a little different, and then you yeah. have Space Marines becoming Terrans, well, and you Terran have Tyranids becoming Zerg, and Eldar becoming Protoss. Well, go so back and watch the, I guess, one of the more like one of the expansion StarCraft trailers, and you will think you're watching a Warhammer thing. So, all right, Seth, let's jump into the main segment. Please take it away. Oh boy, kicker. Yeah, I had the pleasure today. So our, our main segment today is we're, we're going over our 2023 goals and predictions and looking ahead to 2024. I went back and watched last January's episode where you and I made predictions for 2023. Oh, and I made some notes of them. And we're going to see oh. if we were right. So, so, so I got to cover my butt. I can't predict too much because I am from the uh, very uh, privileged, you know, point of view where I get to. I know a lot that's happening, so I'm not allowed to make predictions. And and as we talk about, also, what's going to be thinking about for 2024, I will have to silence a lot of stuff. But how accurate was I with this stuff? Well, I did I'm guess. Go through. These are the things you predicted, and and I okay. want you, kicker, to self rank yourself, uh, give mm. yourself a grade. Uh, you okay. said that there would be a loyalist Primarch released in 2023. Yeah. And we, have, uh, the lion. we got one. We got one. I, but I just felt like everyone was ready for it. We needed it. So we got the lion. Right. What else did I predict? We Seth? were talking I, I, about the, the mission structure, particularly that time going into the last Arcs of Omen uh, season. Mm. And you wanted to see faction secondaries continue in the game. Yeah. You didn't. No. After, after Arcs of Omen and ninth, and when we went into the 10th, there were no more faction secondaries. Oh, chat. What do you think? Do, do, do we miss our faction secondaries? I think, I think the competitive folks. It was a are... bit of a, like, you didn't, it doesn't seem like, like last year was that long ago, but when I went back and listened to that show, we were in ninth edition and we were waiting for the arcs of Omen to uh, like tournament, like set to come out. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, that's right. That was a thing. Um, jeez, oh, wow. You, you predicted that after 10th edition and, and we would reach a, a state of meta balance, which yeah. According to the data folks out there, we are pretty close to. There's I got one right. Yeah. There's, still, there's still a few factions lagging behind and two that are maybe a little too strong, but we're getting close. You wanted yeah. to see buffs to Admech. Yeah, <laughs> I think Admech, even with their good X-Drop, I don't think that they're, I mean, they're definitely buffed, but yeah, not, not where I was expecting. And then your personal goals that you set for yeah. yourself on air were to organize your hobby room because your wife was disgusted by it. <laughs> Dude, it's worse now than it was last year. I knew year. it was. 
My wife, which is like literally just like yesterday, she's like, what the ad? Like, seriously. <laughs> you said you wanted to get she out was... and do more events. So you said yes. you wanted to go to an RTT each month and two GTs in the year. Okay. So I did go to a lot of RTTs. I'll, I'll give myself the RTT thing. Not each month, but I did go to quite a few RTTs. Yeah. Uh, not nearly, I think, I don't think I did a single five round event this year that I wasn't working. Just, I think, I no, I didn't do a single one. Wow. I feel terrible. I feel like a, that's terrible. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm sad. Okay. Because right. so I, just, I, just I really want, missed that. I think well, it's important for us to remember what our last year's predictions were before we make goals and predictions for, for 2024. So just, you know, put that, that feeling aside. We're going to go through me. I'm fair. Okay. Um, I also predicted that we would be getting a loyalist Primark. I was also right. Thank you. Yeah. Seth. Good job, Seth. Well, I grade Seth highly on that one. Um, <laughs> I predicted that we would see a return to the universal special rule system, which we did. And I said, and this would reduce rule stacking. And I was wrong um, because in 10th edition, they added basically in a, I thought they would do like the special rule for storm boys is they get deep strike, but they were like, yeah. well, they get deep strike and their own special rule, which is advanced in charge. So that yeah. did between that and then enhancements and then characters joining units and affecting them and stratagems, there's still a fair amount of rules stacking. So we didn't see that. So I'll give myself like a, a, a B minus on that one. Yeah. Well, I, 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 come on. I'll give you a solid B. That, that's okay. Fair. Um, I compared, <laughs> uh, you know, we were hypothesizing 10th edition was coming and I said, you know, eighth to ninth was a minor change, but like seventh to eighth was a major change in the rule set. I said that I think, 10th edition will be a minor change to the ninth core rules. I think I'm wrong on that one kicker. We had basically complete rewrites on all the data sheets. We had basically indexes for everyone come out. The core rules were significantly different. The missions played different. Um, yeah. So I would say I mean, I, we're I, using I, cards. Well, dude, we're using cards now. I, to play. I yeah, would say it, I missed on that one. Yeah. So uh, I did uh, say I wanted to see a separation of match play rules and open play rules. Um, and if anything, 10th edition has brought those two uh, play styles closer together rather than farther apart by removing uh, power level and points and making them one system. So I was also wrong on that. Um, I predicted that flash gets would be good, and I was right. <laughs> I, want, I just want everyone to know I was right. Flash gets are good. You made them good, dude. You made I, them good. I manifested like a true <laughs> Um, for my personal hobby goals, I said I wanted to add to my Votan and my Space Spleen collections and paint those up. I'll be honest, I forgot about this goal. And if it wasn't for me <laughs> shifting armies in like September, I probably wouldn't have added to the Votan. So I got some of that. I've added zero marine models. In fact, I've sold off some uh, marine models I, I have no intention of ever actually building or painting. Yeah. Um, so uh, I give it a C. And then uh, I got I got to be honest, just this last one, I'm taking a big old F on this one, folks. Yeah, I said that I would be top three orcs by the end of the ITC season. Uh, I checked today. I am 48th in orcs uh, and have no chances of going any higher uh, unless someone yeah. invalidates 45 other players scores above me. I mean, I have the we have the power to do that. I mean, let's we can not do that. You think anyone will catch on to us? Like, let's like, <laughs> so no, no. Um, I, I, I do want to like. This is wait, wait, wait. Do, are you opinion. are you sad about that? So because yeah. like it's okay to I don't think that we play this we want to enjoy this hobby yeah. right and if you're enjoying playing a different army then like that's totally fine yeah you know I, I think it's important I've learned uh, as myself as a player that I can't faction jump too much because my I have to really get a lot of reps to get the play style down um, but I did learn uh, you're right you know if I'm not enjoying it I should just play something that's different. I had no idea to, to know what orcs were going to be like in 10th edition, and they were definitely a different play style than they were in 9th, and it didn't really gel with how I like to play the game. Um, so that was kind of a, a thing. But the other thing that kind of was eye-opening for me trying to do this process was the amount of large events I would have to go to and place well to get one of those top three rankings is significant. Because I, I yeah. went to a fair number of events. I went to, I went back and looked. I went to like six or eight gt size Dang, dude. Events. Well done. But that You're was just picking just, up my slack. Thank you. That was just not enough to do that. So um, it kind of gave me some perspective on what it takes to be one of those top faction players. Um, and to be frank, uh, you know, some of my hobby efforts are painting. Some of my hobby efforts are going to events. Some of my hobby efforts are this. And and I got to tip my hat proverbially to the guys that, uh, that really grind it out and make those those top faction placings. So. No, no, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm going to say, you know, we're talking about like, 
year in review, talk about 2023 before we go to 2024. You're talking about a hobby progress being, you know, the the painting side, the, the generalmanship, but also this 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 show that we're doing right now, Seth. You've gone so many times to make sure we air the show that we have the crowd like literally thank you so i i want to appreciate the the effort you've done uh this year in 2023 for, for keeping us alive so so thank you my friend and you always bring the energy even when you are dying off screen <laughs> you always roll it at the last second with the energy and i, I do appreciate <laughs> that and we appreciate nikki uh, couldn't be here tonight but for all of his help over the last few months actually it's been more than that's like 10 months yeah it's like 10 months now yeah Jeez. all right so kicker yes Complete even playing field. I am going to bring up for 2024. This is the GW published Codex <laughs> roadmap that we know about. Um, All right. So everyone's playing. So kicker, uh, without saying anything you can't say or tipping too much, um, any predictions on 40K releases? So I am going to only say things that are that are fair and not like I'm not allowed to like things that I am allowed to say. So. I have no special information or knowledge about Guard, despite that being the army I absolutely love and I want to know everything about them. I have no insight information about Guard, but I did see the same things that everyone else has seen in terms of those rumor engine, uh, rumor engine mills. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. yeah, there just looks to be some Guard stuff coming. They're just I, like, I'm, I'm looking at those rumor engines every time they post one, like, I'm like, oh, I want to see it, I want to see it, I want to see it. Uh, and it looks like Guard are going to get something. I don't know what that something is, but as as we know that when a codex drops they tend to get some miniatures that might not be for 2024 that might be later on because you know at this point we don't know if guard are coming in 2024 but i feel like guard are gonna get something uh what about you seth well so so here's what i'm looking at on the map here so if we know admech and necrons came out uh two weeks ago week ago yeah yeah um so we got those in winter and we had i don't know if they ever what they officially listed like time of year for space marines and tyranids whether that was summer or fall or what but we had those as well so we had four codexes for the spring they've listed five codexes here dark angels yeah. orcs custodes tau and csm and for summer we've got gsc assisters and then a redacted i don't know i i, I want your opinion on do you think the redacted is just another faction that's already in the the normal flow of codexes and they just haven't told us which one it is or do you think that's going to be a new faction I, uh, I would, I, I, okay, here's what I want. I, I want it to be a new faction because I love new factions. Like, I think it's exciting, right? Like, it's, just, it's exciting. It's, it's, a, it, but I'm, 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 I'm thinking that maybe they just don't know yet. Or, <laughs> like or, the, or it's something like, not saying specifically, but it's like Guard or yeah, Votan I, I, or Drukari, an already established army that has. I feel index. like it's an already established army, but maybe because of manufacturing or supply chains or. Leave us a little suspense. Or, or they want to see what the community wants. Like maybe based after these realize they're like, oh, we could really see much more shooty. We need some more melee. Let's release X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know. I, anyway, that's that's. So I don't think it's gonna be something new. I think if we're gonna get a new faction, I think it's gonna be towards the second half of any new uh, new edition. If if I was just so, guessing. So this is the other interesting thing to predict. So if you if you follow what we have on the screen right here, there's what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve plus Space Marines and Tyrants, um, and that's halfway through 2024. Yeah. I think by the end of, of 2024, we will be more than halfway through all of the codexes. True, 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 um, true. I, true. Think, I wouldn't be surprised to see another four on top of this that we've already have on screen here. You know, yeah. maybe two in fall and two in winter, even if they slow down. Because there's slow times of the year that we've still been putting out two codexes each. Yeah. So, I, so yeah, I we, think we, we could easily oh. be sitting, you know, this time next year, sitting here with... 14 16 released codexes which is and that'd be amazing man. think about we're sitting here now just having gotten number three and four two weeks ago yeah so I, I i really look forward to that uh as as we've seen so far it doesn't seem like there's codex creep in terms of like one codex all of a sudden it dominates the the world which is good that's good yep. but i think it's fun that it opens up more options for players you know oh, to, yeah. so that they can try different play styles with their army so i i really do hope we get those codexes sooner not because it will balance the the everything it'll just make it more fun for those particular players for the faction Right, uh Steph, hobby goals right yeah. we, oh no i guess what's your what's your prediction i, I, I mean, said that's, guard. that's my prediction is i'm like oh, i that's... think we're just we're seeing the tip of the iceberg here this looks like a lot on the screen but i think i think we're going to be more than halfway through all the codex releases by the end of next year cool. i think Absolutely. gw is gonna gonna kind of turn on the proverbial fire hose of, of content again for 40k and we are going to be just seeing a ton of new stuff coming and and I can't, like I said, I, I work for Frontline Gaming. I don't work for GW. I'm good friends with a lot of guys there and, and whatnot. I, I don't have insider information. I don't sit on, on a lot of their internal meetings. But 
so so I'm not saying this from any other person's opinion other than mine, but I uh, I feel like GW must have realized that people don't like getting a codex and then having a new edition six months later, the guard, the world leaders, right? Like that's just not the most pleasant experience. So I assume that they who, who do care about their player base, who do care about their customers, I assume they're going to try and get all the codexes out so that hopefully everyone gets a full year of play, yeah. uh, if not longer. Um, because I, I think that what yeah, they I learned from night. We, going back to the me watching last year's episode, World Eaters wasn't out this time of year. World Eaters was not out, yeah. World Eaters so, had like so, three months with their codex before. Tentative. And like that, that pisses people off, man. So, you know, let's just not, hopefully let's not have that happen again. So, um, all right, Seth, hobby goals. Hobby goals. Hobby goals. For me, my hobby. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, you go first. You go first. I got to think okay, about good, this one. Because I one. don't have one, but I'll make one. Um, okay. So I said last year I wanted to add to, um, my collections. Um, I have a hobby goal picker, and it's it's not a good one. It's a bad all one. right. Um, <laughs> with with kind of the way I've grown as a player, and and trying not to be so mono faction focused. Um, you know, I, I everyone knows I, I picked up a, a Necron army that I had painted for our, our former host Shelby um, when she was selling that. I, I purchased that back, and so I've been slowly adding to that um, with some models here and there. Um, but it kind of at that point, I was like, all right, well, I got Tau and I got Oryx and I got Votan and I got Necrons. I kind of want to become a little broader with my my collection and I want to oh, add nice. Tyranids. Oh, I, I think by the end of 2024, I'll probably have embarked on a Tyranid project because one, it is obviously an army I don't have. And yeah. two, I think and this is not like a controversial like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. I think organic models like Tyranids are some of the best models to get the most out of contrast paints. Yeah. I've been using a lot of contrast with my, my Votan and I want to take that a step further with something like Tyranids. Um, yeah. So I think that's where I want to go. I'm going to keep adding to my armies. You know, Orcs is up there on the screen is getting a, a new codex. Tau is up there on the screen. More than likely when those codexes come out, I'm going to want to play some games with them. I'm probably going to have to maybe, add a few more models here and there to, to, you know, adjust whatever the new codexes are. So I'm sure I'll be working on those armies. I've got some stuff on the table right now for Votan. I haven't finished. I've got stuff for Necron, you know, so I'm going to be adding to those, but I think I'm probably going to be adding Tyranids to my collection in 2024. Cool. 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 I like that, man. Um, I have a small baby step and then a big step. So small baby goal is I really want to get another blob of, of my, uh, I, I kind of paint him as like French foreign legion, desert trooper, Krieg. Like I really like, I know it's earth tones and you know what? I've come yeah. to terms with like, like, I like earth tones. I'm okay with it. I like You've it. I think it's blue like, for weeks. You don't feel so, better. So, so, no, no, no. That, that's the, that, 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 okay. Well, I, that's my palette cleanser. That, that's just a palette cleanser project. And those are fun. So I am painting my feudal guard, which are my palette cleanser, which are blue and white, not, not earth tones at all. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm actually really enjoying those, but, I just, I really, really like the aesthetic of my Earth Tones and my French Foreign Legion style Krieg. So uh, I've been dreading painting another blob of 20. It's actually 22 because you got to get the HQ guys in there and all that. And it's just like, it's a big task because it's it's 22 little models, these tiny little guys, and I really want them to be painted to the stained standard. So I'm like, oh, geez, do I really want to do that? But I, I, I will do that. So I want to get another big blob of 20. So I have my big, two big blobs of Krieg running up front. But my big, I guess, hobby goal for the year is, is to no longer we're talking the feudal guard, right? Those feudal guard are kit bash and I'm using milliput. I don't know if you know what milliput is. It's yep. kind of like a gap filler, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I used to do a lot of kit bashing and I loved it. That was one of my favorite parts of the hobby. Oh, yeah. And the past you're few years, I've tried to so say what you're talking to an orc player. I do yeah, right. <laughs> of course. Even so I loved, kit bashing like that was a, a one of my favorite things a hobby and i've shied away from it in the past few years just because i'm like the models are good enough they don't need to be you know decorated or adjusted or whatever and also it's just time consuming and it's it's also there's a cost and so i've kind of stopped doing it for a few reasons and i realized that i really enjoyed and with these feudal guard every single one of those models is being kit bashed between several sets and i really am enjoying that aspect of the hobby as well as painting them up and creating this really cool unique Thing that no one else in the world has you know it's a totally unique squad of feudal guardsmen that i that i made so my goal is to to not be afraid of kit bashing and to actually go back to to trying to make that a thing that i do again so bring on the kit bashing for bring 2024 that, that is my goal. all right bring on the kit bash. kicker oh tabletop goals tabletop goals <sighs> what are the tabletop goals for 2024 you were oh, you were an rtt man. a month and a two gts a year yeah. Uh, let's, 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 
you, so and you, you had know, a slight I, addition to your family. Yeah, I had a baby. Come on, cut me some slack, know, right? Uh, but I'm just saying, uh, there's a big use move that of, last year's performance to to make a more informed decision this year. Um, so I, I have a major life move. My whole family is uprooting and moving out west, and so going into a new community and stuff. Um, so. I do want to go to more tournaments and I think that will be, I want to do more RTTs. I'd like to do a GT or two if I can. Let's, that's all about like the first year with it, with a kid baby is always challenging because it's so unpredictable. Like, is that kid going to let you, you know, is your wife going to be cool watching your kid? You know, baby going to be that first year. So uh, that's still kind of like, can I get away for a weekend? I don't know. I definitely can do some RTTs. But moving out west, I really hope to find a new community uh, that I can like hang out with and really start playing a lot of games, like pick up games on, on, on weekdays. Like I really do want to find that that group of people that I can meet, you know, every Thursday night there's a game. Like I want there to be a a I guess a, a game night, you yeah. know, thing. Cause right now I kinda just play when I can. I play every week, if but it's kind of just were an like organizer oh. of some sort of events that could organize a local community. No, no, okay. So see, that's funny. You should say that. I don't want to do that for my funsies, right? Yeah, like I already I do it no, for I work. Get you, I get you, but I'm just giving our time. <laughs> I want so I just want to step into a community that has like a really organized, you know, Thursday night game night or something like that. But uh, uh, all right, Seth, what about you? What are your your tabletop goals? I have, I have two. Um, I'm really trying to get more involved in in Team 40K. Uh, I'm gonna try yes. to be at the Champs Cup you know, on a, yes. an organized team. Um, I'm I'm helping organize a team for a, a five man event um, later this year. Um, so I'm trying to be more in the team scene and learn more about the pairing process i'm very not good at predicting what my matchup outcomes should and should not be um so i'm trying to learn that uh which is kind of a new challenge for me um i personally also kind of have some major life events going on this year where for my my job i'm going to have to be dedicating a lot of outside time for for studying for some boards exam most likely um so i'm definitely going to be taking a a bigger workload there i don't know if that's going to be more you know taxing on my time off um so i i knowing that and knowing how i struggled to make top three in a faction uh last year uh i'm gonna reel in my my single uh singles goals so to speak for my event i just want to win uh, a, a gt level event um, if i think if i can win a gt level event if that That's comes cool. to the golden ticket i would love to go to the world champs of warhammer um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna set my goals at something maybe a little bit step down from where I was last year. So hey, you know Cherokee is uh you know gonna be a qualifier for that whole world thing. You know I, you're I playing definitely Cherokee. want to, but I also kind of feel like maybe I should. You know, there's a bit of nepotism if I go and win a, a uh, <laughs> from like gaming. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we've got lots of affiliates to plug. Um, I'm just going to hit the highlights for you guys. Um, kind of some of the ones that stood out to me. Our affiliate program is, is just been great this year. Uh, lots of guys producing some amazing content. Um, but some of the stuff that might, might be entertaining for you kicker play on tabletop, put out a episode with edible terrain. Wow. Love it. Gingerbread terrain. Yes. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. Uh, our buddies over at tabletop Titans did a great orc holiday heist battle report. Uh, which was heavily uh, Christmas-themed, which is awesome. Uh, I know folks in chat are just licking their lips and chomping at the bit for more LVO information. In that case, go over to our friends at TFG Radio. Uh, check out their, their kind of annual, this type, time of year, LVO info episode. Um, plenty of other stuff uh, for guys to plug, but we're kind of running long tonight, so I'm going to kind of keep this one moving. But do love all of our affiliates. Go check them out and support them. Um, we do have some folks in the in the community over on the Frontline Gaming community page that have been showing off some of their amazing work for us to inspire us and keep us all going in the hobby. Um, they also call me out when I don't put the posts up for them to share their work. Like Jesse <laughs> here who called me out for not putting a post up today uh, about his hobby progress because he actually had some world leaders done today. Good and bloody kicker. I do yeah, like the, the white and blue, the heresy color scheme with the blood effect. It really yeah. you know, pops. pops. Yeah. I like that. So keep it up. Uh, we have some some more lovely Votan. I'm definitely a, a Votan yes. man at heart. These are Scott all those Votan. Uh, he's got that nice kind of reddish metallic looking great. Um, and then I really do want to kind of give a shout out to Adam Peterson, who is always out there doing the work in progress Wednesday posts. Um, he's always keeping that going. If I'm not around, him and I are kind of in a little joking race every day to see who's going to post first on <laughs> Wednesdays. Um, but that man has some serious hobby chops. These are his Emperor's Spears. And they are looking fantastic. So great work there, Adam. 
Uh, so cool. keep up the work, and uh, I kind of think it, I think I think we all need to collect it. That would be a good idea. I should have thought of that in the future. We should get a photo of all the stuff we painted in a year. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, just, just a lot be of a stuff. Be cool. Yeah, I'm putting all. Uh, I don't right. know about you, but like, I don't display. Do you display your stuff at your house? My stuff's all in boxes. Yeah, my stuff's basically. in boxes too. That's the problem. Yeah. I would have to get it all out and display it somewhere. Yeah, I'm like, oh, geez, that's that's a that's a chore. Um, I want to talk about a community spotlight really fast. Yep. Something happening at not a frontline gaming event, just a, a friend of ours. Yep. They're doing an event over in January 13th through 14th in Augusta, Georgia. So this is right before. Leo guys, uh, the the hobby goblins, you know them, you love them. They're yep. they're friends of ours. They're co-hosting this event in Augusta at the Savannah River Brewery. It's called the Mecca Brew Mania GT. Yep. It's gonna be a you know amazing event. Lots of sponsors, sponsors including our friends uh, Bear and Dice. Hey, we know them so well, yeah. and Big Bear Three D. We know him really well too. So, uh, so two of our favorite brands will be there sponsoring that event, and uh, as, as well as others. So this event is gonna be great practice for the LVO. So if you're attending LVO the weekend before, you can go get a nice GT. And this is once again. Yeah. I, I really this is actually like not too far away from me. It's a couple hour drive. I'm gonna see if the stars line up, but uh, it's probably not with me having to travel for LVO. But I want to be there, guys. Um, so if I yeah. can't be there, uh, everyone else should go in my stead and tell them I sent you. Yeah, and if you've got an upcoming event and 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 whatnot, and you want us to talk about it, you know, shoot me a, a message or Seth a message yeah. on Facebook or email us, whatever. Especially if you're a friend of ours, the Hobby Goblins, they're always helping us, you know, set up We're and strike events. The least we can do is do a shadow for yeah. for them. For them. All, right. All right. Final thoughts for the night and final thoughts for the year, kicker. Guys, this is this is this is. I just want to say happy happy holidays. Yep. You know, Feliz Navidad, Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, seriously, guys, happy holidays. Um, you know, yep. we won't be doing. I, I don't know if we'll be doing a show next week. We'll I won't be, be here next week. week. We'll be off next week. Yep. Um, you, you know, we love doing this. We love seeing you guys. You know, I, I know this isn't like a you know our Thanksgiving episode, but you know, it's always nice to say, hey guys, like we're really thankful for all the, the people that listen to us every single week while when they're driving to work or while they're painting at their table. Um, so, so really guys, thank you so much for everything. I can't wait to see so many of you at LVO. Uh, for me though, I am going to go back to doing LVO layouts. I don't know if you can see this Seth, but this is just one of like the 12 <laughs> different halls that you know, having to, no, yeah, you know, it is, it is not fun. So, uh, I, that's what I'll be doing for the rest of the week. Seth, what, what about you, man? What, what is, what's your plans? I just got to finish out the work week and then it's, uh, it's holidays with the in-laws. So we'll be getting ready to take a little trip to go see them and, you know, just doing all that, that family time that we need to get done. And, uh, yeah, just, hopefully spend some, some quality time with my, my spouse and uh, relaxing and enjoying my holidays. Uh, I also want to say hey, happy holidays to all of our, our viewers and listeners. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. We wouldn't do this every week if it wasn't for y'all. So we really appreciate you coming and spending some time with us. We hope you have a great uh, holiday and a great new year, and we will see you in 2024. Good night, guys. Good night.